Good day, everybody, and what's up? Welcome to the podcast for Selfless Sex and She Comes First. I am Dr. Nick Myers. Today is December the 13th, 2022, and I hope you all are having a great day out there. And before I forget, if you really like what you're hearing, please take a second and gently caress the like button. And if you want to give me a really nice and also very cheap Xmas gift, please hit that subscribe button. So today I want to talk to you about an article that a friend of mine happened to share on Facebook. And um, it was published in the New York Times on December the 10th, just a few days ago. It's called The Wife Left, But They're Still Together. So I read the title. I'm like, what is this? What is going on here? But apparently there is a phenomenon where married couples are now living apart and they are making it work. So my question out there to everyone is, could this be the solution that actually ends up saving many people's marriages? So to get this podcast started, here is the very first line of the article in the New York Times. It says, after the pandemic, the number of married couples living apart together started to rise again and women in search of their own space are driving the increase. So now let's just take a second and put some numbers behind this idea. And it says, while the percentage of the population that is married declined between 2000 and 2019, the percentage of married people who live apart has increased. So to continue, the census actually says the percentage of married people who live apart rose by more than 25% between 2000 and 2019. And yes, just to be fair here, while that 25% increase does sound quite impressive, if you dig down into that number just a little bit more, you will find that 3% of married couples actually live apart. So in the article, there is a section that is called What Women Want, and the first paragraph basically says this. Even before the pandemic, women's well-being had been the driver of the decision to live apart. Living apart can be a way for women to reap the benefits of marriage, love, commitment, and support, while avoiding the burdens that traditionally come with being a wife, including the disproportionate amount of work that tends to fall on them at home. And hopefully you will, you will read this article and you will discover some of the women who were interviewed for this article or for this piece, rather, they said that while they were able to live, while they were living alone, they were able to rediscover themselves and actually pull back and, dis and become that person who they always wanted to be and to fulfill some dreams and goals in life that they had since they were young. So one question I have, do you think this form of marriage will actually be accepted in this country? And meaning, and I'm here I'm talking about the US specifically, because we tend to hold on to old, old traditional values for years and decades and, and actually centuries, where now, and where now they are actually changing. And in the article, she actually mentions same-sex marriage. And I can easily see where she can draw that line and make that connection. It makes sense. 
So to carry forward that train of thought, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast on man sharing where one man is shared by several women. And I'm not saying that they had to be married here, but there typically seems to be some sort you know, of long-term commitment you know, in this group over here. So, so man sharing could be a thing. So if you want to spin it around, we also can have woman sharing where one woman is shared between multiple men. That could work too. And also one idea that seems to be gaining some traction in, in this country is the idea of being single and childless. Because don't forget in this country, there's actually a stigma that, that gets attached to you because you don't have any children, especially from your older generations, because they will look at you like, what's going on? You know, why don't you have any kids? We want some grandchildren or we want some great grandchildren or something. So there is that societal pressure that is there. But if this idea is going to work of like being married, but living apart, that may work because don't forget you are still married. And if you want to follow that whole idea, you know, about marriage being just a legal document and the tax breaks and everything else that comes with it, that's fine. It's still recognized by the state. And the social issues may come from your friends and family who wonder why you guys aren't living together or you two are not living together. Just think about that. How would you deal with that pressure? So as I close out today's podcast, just let me say this really quickly. This, this whole idea of living apart together may work for some people because I can see some people asking questions about, oh my God, are you guys breaking up? What's going on? Because some of the fear that could come into the situation is that, yes, you are separated now, but then you are just, you are actually separated. Then you become legally separated and then you file for divorce and then your marriage is over. So I can easily see that that pressure coming from friends and family, just asking questions about what's going on. You know, aren't you guys happy and things like that? But if you read the article, which I actually recommend that you do, many people ended up moving back in together after like a year or two. And if people in the article actually stayed apart, they stayed apart for about two or three years and they are making it work. Secondly, even though it may only be 3% right now, I can easily see this concept taking hold in this country where the stigma starts to go away and that number starts to rise. Because at the same time, don't forget, you get to save your marriage and just live apart. And for some people, that is very, very important. And finally, my one concern is this. I wonder how SES or middle class being poor can actually have an influence on this decision. Because if you think about it, you have to maintain two separate households with the bills and the rent and the mortgage and the, and the travel back and forth. So I really don't see people who are, the, who, who are middle class and, and below actually, actually having this option. If you happen to be in a high SES situation, this might work for you. Why? Because you can afford to do it. Many people don't have this option. So that's, just, so that's just something for you to think about. So on that note, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Stay tuned.